Okay, this morning I just wanted to sort of do a last sort of little thing on the kingdom of God. There's so many facets that we haven't looked at that I want you to just keep um, reading and learning about as you read through the scriptures by yourself um, and just let his kingdom open up to you. And really today I just wanted to highlight that God's kingdom is not of this earth, okay? I think we've talked about it a little bit before and this might not take all that long to just get get this out. But we can't understand God's kingdom with human reasoning. We can't understand God's kingdom by understanding in a human way. And it's really important that we understand that because each of us as Christians, as we read the word of God, we have to understand how it comes alive to us, right? If we're just reading his word and it seems dead and dry and boring, there is a reason for it. And that reason is that you're not allowing the Spirit of God to unfold and reveal God's purpose and plan to you. And one of the frustrations that we can sometimes have is if we don't understand that it's God's Holy Spirit living inside of us that unfolds this, is that we try in our own strength and our own might and our own understanding to actually hear the voice of God. And yes, we can sometimes. We know that there's people that have heard the audible voice of God. Angels have turned up and talked to people. Or another Christian has come and said, hey, this is what God's saying. Back in the Old Testament, we look at the prophets as they declared the word of God to the people, saying this is what God is saying. But each and every one of us today has been given the Holy Spirit inside of us, and that is to be the primary leading and guiding influence in our life. It's not meant to be that the primary influence is a pastor, the primary influence is a friend, the primary influence is my great depth of knowledge of the Scriptures, but it is getting the Holy Spirit and listening to what He's saying to us who is living inside of us. And we're just going to look at a Scripture very shortly about that. In John 16... Sorry, 18, verse 36. Jesus is talking. This is when he's in front of Pilate. And Pilate was trying to get down to what is happening. So if you're looking that up, John 18, 36. And he's saying, what's going on, basically, to Jesus? Who are you? Are you come here to take this place by force? Jesus answered him and said, my kingdom is not an earthly kingdom. If it were, my followers would fight to keep me from being handed over you to the Jewish sorry, over to the Jewish leaders, but my kingdom is not of this world. Now that's a pretty big statement to make, thinking that very shortly this man named Jesus would be crucified on the cross, and it would seem in every earthly sense that that kingdom had stopped right there and then. Like we know that if a king is dead, he's not here anymore, right? If his head's chopped off or whatever it is, the, the king's gone. The king is dead. And so then his kingdom becomes spoiled or divided or passed down to his son or, or whatever. And there's so many stories that we can read about how a king got dethroned by family, by friends, by foe, and that kingdom, his reign, his rule finished right there and then. But with Jesus, it's really different because he's saying, my kingdom's not of this world. The things that you understand and you think you know, I'm about to turn them upside down. 
Because the kingdom that I'm going to establish is not an earthly kingdom. This is a spiritual kingdom that is established in the hearts and the minds of men who receive Jesus Christ and call him their saviour. And that kingdom that I'm about to establish will have no end and the government will never, never stop increasing. In fact, Jesus' rule and reign is forever on this earth and in heaven and forever. And so if we as Christians feel that, that this kingdom is restricted to what we see and understand, then we are robbing ourselves of the fullness of what God has for us. And we don't want to do that. Just read a little, um, little bit of Second Kings now, just quickly. Looking back to the old system that we had under the old covenant where really God's things weren't made known to everybody. So 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 14 to 17. Now in this story there's an army coming against um, one of the kings there and, and we've got a guy named Elisha who's a prophet. So this is in the Old Testament which is in the Bible at the, at the beginning sort of. And Elisha was an amazing prophet of God and he had a helper that was with him. And, and this battle that was about to happen, they were really worried because it looked like they were so outnumbered and, and everything was against them. So one night the king of Aram sent a great army with many chariots and horses to surround the city. When the servant of the man of God, the man of God being Elisha, got up early the next morning and went outside, there were troops, horses and chariots everywhere. Oh, sir, what will we do now? The young man cried to Elisha. Don't be afraid, Elisha told him, for there are more on our side than on theirs. Then Elisha prayed, O Lord, open his eyes and let him see. The Lord opened the young man's eyes and when he looked up, he saw the hillside around Elisha was filled with horses and chariots of fire. When we look at that story, we see a servant that is looking out at the battlefield and seeing what is natural. But Elisha being a man of God and, and the Spirit of God upon him, asked this thing of God, Lord, open his eyes that he might see. And it's interesting the passage that Steve read out this morning talked about that opening eyes. Because we need our eyes open to the goodness, the greatness and the extent of God's work in our life. And we can't do it. Just as Elisha cried out to God and said, open the eyes of this servant of mine, God, and let him see the truth, so too we need our eyes open every single day. We need God's Spirit to reveal things to us in the Word that we can't understand any other way. And that's why I said a few weeks ago, when you go to read the Word of God, pray, God, open this up. Father, let your Holy Spirit start to talk to me about what is in here because there are many scholars and many people who know a lot. But God is crying out for disciples that can get the heart of his word and when you do that spiritually speaking you will start to obey God because it's not just a list of rules but it is now a commandment from your king and he speaks directly to you you engage with his spirit and his his spirit opens your eyes to the truth 
And that spirit of God is living inside each and every believer. And it is what gives us understanding of who God is and how he operates. It is him who starts to, to get us to, to look beyond the circumstance that we're in and see the answer. When we read in the Bible, it says, don't look at the things that you can see, but look at the things that are unseen because the things that you can see right now, they're temporal, they're earthly, and they are subject to change. But the things of God are forever and they never, ever change. Isn't that amazing? Because that can give us a hope that what we see and what we experience now that seems so devastating, so hard. When we look to God, the author, Jesus Christ and finisher, of our faith, then we know that our victory is sure because his victory was complete. And it said that we are risen with Christ Jesus. We are seated with him in authority on the right hand of God. And when we look beyond the circumstances that we have now, we can start to speak into the change because we are not looking at what we can see and that is a problem. Because what we can see, and I love that it says, I think it was in the Amplified that the things of this earth are temporal. They're subject to change. Do you know that, what that means? That means if you're sick, you can get better. That means if you're under attack, you can come out of it. It means if you're beneath, you can become above. It means if you're the tail, you can become the head. Not because of you, but because of Christ Jesus, how he works in your life and how he lifts you up beyond the circumstances. And so there's a hope that starts to boil inside of us but it can't be understood by your human knowledge and reasoning because your human knowledge and reasoning will tell you it's impossible. Nothing can change. Oh, but the Spirit of God, when he comes and lights up that fire that's inside of you, that begins to change things. Because the hope starts to grow. You understand that God loves you and the one who loves you will not disappoint you. When you know he loves you, that your healing is because he loves you, not because of what you've done. As, as communion was given this morning, as Mitch was saying, you can't do anything. You're good or bad, God loves you the same. That means his heart is for you and he wants to see you through. He wants to grab hold of who you are and make you who he wants you to be. And it's about letting his spirit speak to us. Let's read from 1 Corinthians. I'm going to read a fair bit here. So 1 Corinthians chapter 2. So this is in the New Testament, in the Bible. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 3, we're starting at. Paul speaking, I came to you in weakness, timid and trembling, and my message in my preaching were very plain. Rather than using clever and persuasive speeches, I relied on the power of the Holy Spirit. I did this so you would not trust in human wisdom, but in the power of God. Yet when I'm among mature believers, I do speak with words of wisdom, but not the kind of wisdom that belongs to this world or the rulers of this world who are soon forgotten. No, the wisdom we speak is of the mystery of God. His plan that was previously hidden, even though he made it for our ultimate glory before the world began. But the rulers of this world would, not, would have not understood it. If they had, they would not have crucified our glorious Lord. 
That is what the scriptures mean when they say, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no man has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. And right then and there, we can easily stop reading and say, We've got no way to understand what God wants for us. Because this is a quote from scripture that says, No eye has seen, nor ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. And we can start to sit in a despondent state to think God does not want to show me anything. There's things of God that are too big for me to understand and yes, there are some mysteries in God you will never understand. But I want to read on here. But it was to us that God revealed these things by his spirit. For his spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. No one can know a person's thoughts except that person's own spirit and no one can know God's thoughts except God's own spirit. That's true. You only understand what you think. You know your thoughts. We don't know God's thoughts. He knows his thoughts. But listen to this. And we have received God's spirit. Bang. All of a sudden, his mind is now inside of us. His spirit is inside of us and he begins to reveal to our spirit the truths of God. This isn't from us understanding naturally anything. And we have received God's spirit, not the world's spirit, so we can know the wonderful things God has freely given us. Isn't that amazing? (laughs) That is just mind-blowing. Firing up your spirit to think, hey, I can know what God wants. So when you're in in that state where you're thinking, I don't know what you want, God, can you reveal it to me? He's saying, yeah, my spirit's living in you. Draw on him. Listen to the spirit of God. Open your ears and open your eyes. And that is how our eyes are open. But people who aren't spiritually, sorry, spiritual can't receive these truths from God's spirit. It all sounds so foolish to them. They can't understand it, for only those who are spiritual can understand what the Spirit means. <laughs> those who are spiritual can evaluate all things, but they themselves cannot be evaluated by others. No one else will understand you. For who can know the Lord's thoughts? Who knows enough to teach him? But we understand these things, for we have the mind of Christ. If the good news we preach is hidden behind a veil, it is hidden only from people who are perishing. You see, those who are Christians, it's not for us to have things hidden from us by God. Got a little demonstration to do in a minute. Just trying to where to fit it in. I'm too excited about God. <laughs> Don't want to stop. But this is a good thing, that God has given us that same ministry that Christ had to open up the eyes of those who don't believe, to start to pray for them and to lift the veil. 2 Corinthians 4.4 says this, Satan, who is a god of this world, has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. They're unable to see the glorious light of the good news. They don't understand this message about the glory of Christ, who is the exact likeness of God. And then in verse 6, For God who said, Let there be light in the darkness, has made this light shine in our hearts so we could know the glory of God that is seen in the face of Jesus Christ. Again, when Steve was 
given that word, I'm like, yes, God, to bring sight to the blind. That is our mission, to bring sight to the blind. But you see, it's not us and never has been us. It's God's spirit who reveals and we need to just plug into that spirit. Just let him talk to us. Let him live inside of us. It's the fire that, that, that reveals these things. Can I do my demonstration? <laughs> Can everyone see what's on here? Are you sure? This better work. It worked at home. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, the first time we did it, the paper did catch on fire. <laughs> yeah. That's why I'm Wait, I just gotta do the outline a bit better. <laughs> can everyone see that? Yeah. Who cares what it is, you can see. <laughs> That's invisible ink, guys. <laughs> we tried it a few times. But this is how the spirit works in our heart. If I drew a heart there. The Bible clearly says that the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts, how? By the Holy Spirit. We don't know what's going on, but we've got to trust and understand that the Holy Spirit lives inside of us. The Holy Spirit lives inside of us. And so we see that when we have him inside of us, at first there's nothing there. But then the Holy Spirit, the fire of the Holy Spirit starts to burn inside of us and starts to show us things that are unseen. Previously we didn't understand, but as we received the Spirit of God, our eyes were open. And when we do that, when we rely on the Holy Spirit, that's when all these things start to make sense. There might be some today that young people that are thinking, I don't get God. i just tell you right now, this is a matter of trust, that he would open your eyes to see his truth. I don't understand why mum and dad praise God, I don't get it. How, how do they even know that God loves them? I think Mitch said that today. How do you know? He's not actually here, is he? He's not handing out hugs, giving you gifts like earthly gifts. Yet each and every one of us knows that God loves us. How else could we know? Apart from the Holy Spirit living inside of us. How else could we know his joy apart from the Holy Spirit revealing it to us? And this morning what I'd just like to finish on is this. To see the kingdom of God, you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You need to have such a fullness of God inside of you that you start to see what God sees. You start to understand the gifts that he has for you. And as we praise this morning, I'll get the musicians up. I'd just like you, if you have never received, I guess, the fullness of that Holy Spirit, to understand it. You can either come up if you want and I'll pray for you. The pray that the Holy Spirit would start to reveal things to you and who's that? 
that needs that. Well, you know who you are because you're just like, I don't get this. If you've received Jesus as your Lord and Saviour, the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. That's a done deal. We are sealed with the Holy Spirit. But we don't have to listen to the Holy Spirit. We can quench him, we can grieve him. And we can block our ears to him. Because Jesus said, let him who has ears hear what the Spirit is saying. Whatever you hear and see, God will open it up to you. So this morning, I'd just love to pray for anyone who feels that they've never heard this Holy Spirit inside of them. And how does he talk to me? How does he reveal things? I'd like you to come up and we'll pray for you. That you just receive a feeling of the Holy Spirit and an understanding that you'd be able to put the, the thoughts that you have in your mind away and start to open up your life to him. You don't have to come up, but I can tell you right now, it's a good point because you've got someone praying with you. You can do it in your seat. You can just cry out to God, I want your Holy Spirit, just fill me up, and he'll do it. He will do it.